0: In Jesus' name we have prayed. Our Father, we give you thanks once again. We thank you. May your name be glorified in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Let's take our seats. I just want to share something with us briefly. And then we will be done for today. Welcome to the first um, school of prayer for the year. Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to lose heart and not to get tired of praying. Like I say all the time, if there will be no reason to get tired of praying, that instruction would not have been given. That's why the Lord never commanded anybody to eat. We will eat anyway, whether we are commanded or we are not. (laughs) That's just the way we are. So anytime he commands concerning something... It is because the opposite is natural. When he says don't lose heart, it means losing heart will come to you naturally. That's what it means. It means that you will pray for something and you will not see the result quickly. That's it. It That's just the reason why he had to instruct that men ought always to pray and not to get tired of praying. And we will not get tired of praying. Somebody say amen. Amen. Yeah, we will not get tired of praying. I just want to emphasize to us that prayer, the prayer is working. Oh, it is always working. It's just that, you see, the working of prayer does not make news. What's happening in Nasarawa? you don't know. Why? There's no headsman attack. I don't know whether you're getting my point. What is happening in those State? You have no idea. Why? The governor is not threatening to fight anybody. <laughs> if you walk over to uh, maybe, uh, or state next. They won't tell you what is happening. Why? There's nothing happening. So anytime God answers your prayers, it won't make the news. No. That is a matter of fact. It will not make the news. So I want us to bear in mind that the Lord is as- actually answering prayers. Amen. And I, like I said on Saturday on, yeah, on Saturday, don't let good things pass you by. Because you're so focused on the things that are negative which is what they push into our ears all the time. We live a life of faith. We understand that God is working and our prayers are working as long as we can only offer those prayers all before him. Now I want us to also just read a few portions of the scriptures, just share with us briefly for the next few minutes and then we'll close. I just want, you know, it's the beginning of the year, people make New Year resolutions again and again. And I want to just emphasize to us something that the Lord taught us. Let's start from the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Of course, Sermon on the Mount started from chapter 5. Uh, let's start from verse um, 24, chapter 6. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or we hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life. As to what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor for your body, as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they... And he said in verse 27, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his lifespan? That's verse 27. And why are you anxious about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory did not clothe himself like one of these. I'm calculating with a particular verse. just want to read all of this. Let me just jump down, all right? Okay, let say, verse 30 now. But if God so raised the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will it not much more do so for you, O men of little faith? In verse 31, he now said, Do not be anxious then, saying, What shall we eat, and what shall we drink, or with what shall we clothe ourselves? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek. For your heavenly father, now notice the word eagerly seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. He now said in 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things, peradventure, it is possible they may be added to you. Is that what your Bible says? What does the Bible say? All these things, what? Shall. Shall, There's an emphasis there. All these things shall be added to you. All these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow. For tomorrow, with care for itself, each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'll listen to Pastor Kimote on Sunday. How many of you listen to the program on Sunday? Yes, you have a large following, man of God. (laughs) He said, worry is an expectation of things going wrong. Huh? Evil. Uh Well, evil things going wrong. All right, what I'm not going to talk about. He said, an expectation of evil. When you settle down and start expecting things to go wrong. He said, that is worry. I told my wife, I said, that is very good. This is a good definition of what." I listened to it until I drove out of, I traveled that Sunday morning. So until I got out of um, network, but now I get into Okigwe, that area, was getting difficult for me to uh, get the signals uh, correctly. I wonder how you answered, the one woman that asked one hard question. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I said, this one, answer this one, let me see. <laughs> And Then the woman finished telling me all the problems. She tell me, how, "How am I supposed not to worry?" <laughs> yeah. Ah, but network. I, I I felt bad. I couldn't hear the rest of it. Ah, I said, "This woman, you are very weak. I want to embarrass the man of God already." <laughs> the Lord is good. But I like that definition. He said, "The expectation of things going wrong, of evil, of things not working out." You start having that expectation. Start making preparation for it. Now, one of the reasons why it blessed me is because God has helped me in that area. I believe things will go well. That's how I plan my life. Things will go well. Are you getting my point? Yes. You know, we don't expect things to go wrongly. We should have an expectation. Hope is powerful. Hope is a Bible word for expectation. It is very powerful. It is very, very powerful. The expectation of the righteous Will not be cut off. It's powerful. You must expect something good to happen in your life. Aye. All right, stop imagining that everybody will get a job. You will not get. If everybody gets a job and I don't get, I know that God doesn't want to give me a job. He said, "Banky, go and create jobs." That's what. That's how I read it. I don't ever. God has helped me with that. I don't ever accept that I'm unlucky. I don't know whether you get my point. People say that uh, Ancestral is following them. If Ancestral Cos wanted to follow me, he would be afraid he would go somewhere else. Because I will never give him any credit. Do you understand my point? Yeah. Yes. If I fall into a gutter, I'll say, God must have buried something good in this gutter. I won't come out, I'll look for it. Are you getting what I'm going to explain here? I don't believe that I'm unfortunate. I believe I'm a child of God. I am blessed. Yes, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I am blessed. I look out for the good thing in what is even wrong. I will start looking for it. I, I, assuming I lost money, I will, I will start imagine, okay, what are the advantages of this money going away? Well, I am blessed. I am blessed. Don't come. Look, let, let me tell you the truth. Ancestral curse, if he wanted to follow me, he, he won't come. Because I will use his presence to glorify the Lord. You're getting my point? No, though I don't ever expect things to go badly. And listen to me, those things are not just... Listen, many people will say that we said so, and they're talking about something bad happening. And the fact is that because they said so is why it happened. It doesn't mean they were right. It just means they became right. I don't know whether you get my point. It, It wasn't like they were able to predict what was right. It's more like they called things that were wrong into their lives. Get that point. This is why I'm talking about this. It's our first school of prayer. I want to just redirect our minds. I know we know these things already, but I want to redirect our minds to how to pray correctly. I was emphasizing something here. It says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things shall be added. There was one testimony he gave me the other day. He said that if it is serious need, that God always meets it. That one day the money was needed, you told your wife, don't worry. This money, it will come. By the following day or two days later, you got a phone call and the money came. He said, say, sir, I may not be able to say, okay, I want to fly, go to Dubai, money go come. He said, but if it's a serious need, he say it always comes. I hope you're getting my point here. Listen, this is a matter of fact. As a child of God, when he said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all things shall be added. Walk in life like that knowing that as a matter of fact everything shall be added. Everything shall be added. Look, God has given me rest. And the rest that God gives to his children is not money. I hope you understand my point. If God gives you a lot of money, it doesn't give you rest in your heart first. Your confusion has just increased in life. One of our brothers sent me a message today. He works in a big multinational. He said, I ran into my MD today. We had a chat. And when he said he was, you know, he was sending, sending these laughing things, he said, the man was surprised that my family, that they are with me in Nigeria. He said, because where I work, everybody carries his family abroad. So he said, the man was so surprised that he met somebody whose wife and children are living with him in their quarters. Now what am I talking about? When God gives you too much money and does not put rest in your soul, the money becomes your master, starts giving you ideas. Mm-hmm. So you just wake up one day say we don't know what this country holds for the future. They park wife and children, locate them to North America and stay in Nigeria say we never can tell. And in that process they ruin families, ruin the lives of growing children because they claim to want to give them a brilliant future. I like one thing my pastor, my friend Pastor Lee said once when there was crisis in the north before the last election, when things were heating up. You remember that that time? Will Jonathan go? Will Buhari come? So people told him, send your children, your wife and children from Sokoto down to the south. You know, he made a statement which, ah, I said, this is a man of faith. He said, my family said they are, safe, they are safest where I am. They are the greatest safety for their lives. If I'm staying here, they are staying with me. So everybody left him alone. And guess what? They are all safe. All his church members, they are safe. Everybody there, they have been safe. Many people are traveling to safety. They died on the road. Yeah, a lot of people in traveling to safety. They died on the road. But the man made a statement. He said, my family, they are safest where I am. Listen, the destiny of your children is not only about constant water and constant power. If God is going to bless them, it's because they have been instructed concerning the will of the Lord in how to do righteousness and what? Justice. Justice. If you you can't send them to where they will learn righteousness and justice, then you are not sending them into a place where their destiny will be established. I don't care how good the environment is. Bear that in mind. You want to arrange for your children, the first thing you should think about is, how can they learn righteousness and what? Justice. If you don't learn righteousness and justice, their future is bleak. I don't care the degrees they have. They can have all kinds of degrees. It doesn't matter. I read an article the last time. just a, a few days ago. And they explained that PhDs now, they are no longer, even in the US, they are not worth the money anymore. Their companies are no longer employing them. They decided that... And for that reason... For every one PhD that they need in America, they have four. It is not a glut of PhDs. It was written by an American. You no, know, you know, Why did I talk about that? To let you know that not, not, the degrees don't guarantee their destiny. Nothing guarantees the destiny. I'm reading the Ecclesiastes again. You know, the one we studied the other time. I'm reading it again and I'm saying, ah, why can't people just read these things and realize that? This is how life is. Solomon said, if you like the PhD, do it because you're enjoying it too. He said, but what will come after? No guarantees. Now, i spend something here. <laughs> so, the Lord Jesus told us something. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things shall be added. It is forbidden for us Christians to pursue all other things. I want us to bear it in mind It is forbidden for us Christians to pursue all those other things. Let me explain this. No matter how righteous the method we are using to pursue them, God didn't say don't walk. Are you getting my point? I'll I'll have to teach that later. God didn't say don't walk. He didn't say that. In fact, he told us clearly. We don't have time to go through it now. Paul said clearly, why do we walk? He said so that you have something to use to bless people. You can apply that in two ways. The literal way Paul said it. Which is, if I work, I'll earn some money. And when they say in church, we need to give, i have something to give. Are you getting my point? That is one. But secondly, if you are not working, your life is not blessing anybody. Uh, uh, do you get my point? Yeah, that's the idea. I mean, you must be outputting something to the environment. So those are the two ways you can look at it. He said, let him that is, you know, one problem with thieves. You know, they are two Thieves are people who take from you by by force, right? Or they steal from you when you are not looking. Next to them are beggars. They are also taking and not contributing. That's the way life is. Those are two negative forces in life. Begging and stealing. In life, everybody must be contributing something. You look over the, the, the day, look over the week. How have I contributed into somebody else's life? That should be your goal, to work. Are you getting my point? He expects us to do something, every individual. There must be something you are contributing into people's lives. It's important. Very, very important. But what what, what are we trying to bring out here? Whatever you are doing, just make sure it's blessing people, and you're enjoying doing it. But your destiny is not determined like that. Are you getting what I'm going to explain here? He said, what are the things that will be added to you? How will they come? He said, because you are seeking the kingdom and his righteousness. Like I said, this is the problem with the law of Christians. Now listen to this. You know the problem in Nigeria today, and many countries, like what the reference said, in any country where the church is established, the law holds the people of God, they're responsible for the state of affairs of that nation. Are you get my point? I've said it before. The politician that steals $500 naira $1 billionaire, is not a fraction of the size of a thief as a pastor who twists the word of God to collect money. Why? Because money does not have a fraction of the value of truth. So if you steal money, you have not stolen anything serious. All you have done is what? Stolen money. You that twist the truth, you have stolen truth. Truth has eternal value. You get my point? Truth, you don't touch it, you don't play with it. God will kill you if you mess up with truth. He said, guard your sword upon thy thigh, O most, my, o most mighty. Ride on prosperously and in majesty. Because of what? Truth. Not because of money. Believe me, the pastor has seen the word of God. He has the worst. Look, listen, I need like to say this again. Don't, don't believe that lie that tells you that if you're a Christian, God will just overlook. You. He's covered by grace. It is not covered by grace. The person that knows, you understand, the demand God makes of him is higher. Because the Christian has the ability not to steal. If he steals, he's a worse criminal than the unbeliever. Because the unbeliever, he's under bondage to Satan. Do you get what I'm going to explain here? So please, nobody should... Look, I don't want to hear that nonsense doctrine. It's a wrong doctrine. People want to push into this country, believe me, who will push it back. It's not coming in. A nonsense doctrine that if anything you do, goes. And let me tell you the truth. Watch out. Anybody who loves his life, who doesn't want God to judge him harshly, should not If you believe that, and keep it in your heart. If you say it outward and start teaching other people to believe the lie, God will so judge you publicly. Oh, God. People will be afraid to follow you. He will be afraid to follow you. What am I going to explain? I know what I'm going to explain. Listen, this is it. That so when you are in a country, the man who is stealing money, you know, it's easy for us to sit down here and be pointing fingers at those who stole this country blind. God says they are not a problem. I have the worst problem in those who lie with my word. Which is the only hope of any nation anyway. People who steal, they steal money. It's not a big deal. But people who twist the word of God, who corrupt it, they have done a greater disservice to the nation and to humanity and the fellow who is stealing money than the fellow who is stealing money. That's a matter of fact. Please, let's get these things clear. I'm bringing out something here. We believers, God said, if, we're, if we want our future to be secure, hmm, it is not about pursuing the security of that future. It is about seeking first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I was trying to emphasize something. That it is not, listen, that the problem in Nigeria, that's, that's where I'm going to, is that we having the power to change a nation, the mistake we have now made, or the error... The error we are working in is that we misdirect the power that we have. What do I mean? I made a statement earlier that it's not just how you seek it that God is angry. What, what, What do I mean? For example, if I'm seeking money, but I'm seeking it in the righteous way. You know I feel righteous. I don't know whether you're getting my point. I feel righteous. I'm not a thief. I go out in the morning to go and work. I earn money. I buy Robert Kiyosaki's book on investing for tomorrow. I lay up treasure on the earth. It's my treasure. I lay it up. I expect it to generate for me. I have multiple streams of income. Why? Because my children must go to private universities and be able to do degrees abroad. So I need to look for money. But the point is that in all of this, I am not stealing. In all of this, I am not cheating anybody. In all of this, I seem to be working rightly. But there's one major error in it. And that's when Satan creeps in. What am I seeking? It is money. I was watching TV over the holiday period. And one clown of a woman said she's a prophetess. I'm sorry, this is a, you, know, I was, you know, there are times I want to be nice. There are times I say I can't be nice. Let me say it again. I want to be unnice. nice Amen? Yes. Most of these people are jokers. They are not Christians. There are a lot of false prophets out there. She pointed at a woman. He said, you. In your family, there's a problem. Your uncle. No, no, no. He said, where's your wife? He said, she's here. Where's your daughter? She's not here. It's okay. You see, they don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to succeed. Is this your uncle? He said, what did he say? Thank you. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, your father has a hand in it, but there's a woman on the throne. Oh. <laughs> he said, You're not making progress. That one did like this. Mm. Mm. Is it not true? He said, It's true. He said, Ah, enemy. They have tied you. They have tied you. That's why you're not making money. Now, listen, why am I talking about it? He said, Is it not money you came here looking for? That is how I knew they were all fake. You are in church. And you pointed to somebody and said, you have come here to look for money. Why should you come to church to look for money? Do we look like Guaranteed Trust Bank? <laughs> Are we employing people? When you come to church, is it not to look for God? Yes, is it not to look for truth? Is yes. it not to look for forgiveness? Is not to look for redemption? She said to you and she was proud. You have come to look for money. And that one was not dead. Yes, yes. I told my wife, I better change the channel. I've seen enough. <laughs> Let's change the channel. We'll the channel somewhere else. I told my wife that I said, baby, can you see? That is where it began from. Forget all of those other things. The most important thing is that both of them I agreed on one point. I have come to church to look for what? Money. Remember, he came to where? Church. He didn't go to the shrine. So he would have thought it is righteous. But I'm telling you today, it is just as evil. What is he looking for? Money. There's one reason why I got tired of the former title we had for our program, The Way of Success. I changed it to Secrets and Truths of the Kingdom. You know, when we first went on the radio, the first set of our program that was The Way of Success. When we came back again, I said, No, I'm not using the Way of Success. Don't misunderstand me. Part of what I earned that time was Motivational Speaker as a title. I hated that title. Anyway, I went and they called him a motivational speaker. In fact, I when they called him and said that. He said, don't say it in his ears. Any chance you have of him honoring your invitation is going away with your opening your mouth and calling him a motivational speaker. I went for a program to teach medical students. They had their conference somewhere in the back. I saw their printed programs. I saw one booklet like this and I saw my face and my name there. Ah, ah, error. They put my name and put under it, motivational speaker. I had already arrived. I said, there's no problem. We'll solve it. I said, everybody, do you have this booklet? Yes. You have it? You like it? Yes. Bring out your own. Of course, they all brought it I They opened it to this page. You saw it there. They, they, they opened it. I said, did you see my face there? They said, yes. What is written down there? I said, those words, motivational speaker, cancel it now. I said, I'm not a motivational speaker. There's no motivation. You want to motivate Lazarus. He can't walk again. He's dead. You either speak life to him or let him rot in peace. They motivated Lazarus for, for days before Jesus arrived. Four days he was under motivation. <laughs> Am I lying? Go and check it. How, how they do, Lazarus? You can't go. You can't go. It's no motivation. <laughs> Lazarus, your sisters need you. Let's assume he had the wife. Your wife needs you. Lazarus. Ah, Lazarus. People will come. Family members coming one, they were coming one after the other. Family members coming one after the other. Lazarus. Of course, as soon as he stopped breathing, the immediate motivation, you grab his shoulder. Wake up! You can't go! Lazarus! Ah ah! What happened? Nothing. When Jesus came, he did not motivate him, he commanded him. Just motivation. He stood from outside. I said, Lazarus, come forth. With his rotten brain, he woke up. I mean, I I, I, I give life by the power of the word of God. I don't motivate people. That same word condemns some people. Some people can't stand me. As soon as my voice comes on air, they have to turn off the radio. If they don't, they will die of a heart attack. I put the pressure of the Holy Spirit upon them. They can't stand it. They are saying, won't let them stand my voice. I'm not a motivational speaker. The reason why I changed the title, one of the reasons is that I said, no, don't make, don't make that mistake because we call it the way of success. The success we are talking about is not what you are thinking about. So we change it to a very conservative expression. The secrets and truths of the kingdom of God. Let's get it clear. If you don't want it, leave it. Because many people come to church, what are they looking for? Success. They come to church, what are they looking for? Breakthrough. Money. But the Lord said to us clearly, don't do that. He said, I come to church looking for the kingdom of God and for his righteousness. That is, I come to church and I say, Lord, how is my life conformed with your order? The simple things you said in in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the gentle, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, all these people who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. He said, how am I exactly like this? When he said, let your light so shine, he was talking about being exactly one of these blessed people. So he said, now you remember where I began from? What are we pursuing? So he said, pursue these things. Don't even use righteousness to pursue money. You are still pursuing money. Don't even use righteousness to pursue promotion. You are still pursuing promotion. The goal is still wrong. That's where a lot of people miss it. I'll give you an example. Now I'm not trying to start fight again, you know that the freezer has finished the fight. Let's not go there again. Okay? I just want to explain something. Many people who are so-called paying tithes hmm? or giving, giving offerings. Say this January now. You know, some pastors are very wicked. They're already winding down. <laughs> They are preparing now. Don't, just go to your church on the 25th. What, what, what Sunday is the last Sunday? Huh? The last Sunday of this year, of, of January, sorry. 28th. Just carry a tape recorder and go to 75, no, go to all the churches, I can assure you, 75% of the messages will be on first fruit. Don't go to pass them off it doesn't preach first fruit. If a community is preaching, forget it, you won't remember. <laughs> Remove those people so that they won't spoil your statistics. All the other people, especially Pentecostals, even the Catholics have learned it now. The Catholics have learned that thing. This is January ending. In fact, many people are becoming wise. Last Sunday, they need to go to church again. <laughs> they won't go to church. Because they know that... <laughs> Please, let me talk about it briefly. It is not it is not scriptural commandment that your January salary must be handed over to anybody as first fruit. It is a way by which Okemuti earns extra money for the ministry. <laughs> Do you understand? So don't just worry yourself, okay. That's that's what their faith carries, okay. So for many of us, okay, we do all of these things: we give first fruits, we give tithes, we give offerings, we service our prophets. What else do we do? We sow seeds. Isaac, Isaac sacrifice. What else? We redeem our firstborns. All of these things. If you check it, in all of it, we are seeking. What we shall eat. That's where I'm going. In in all of this hard labor of in quote obedience to God, what we are seeking is what? What we shall eat. What we shall drink. Wherewithon shall we be promoted? That's what we are seeking. That's what I'm talking about. Let's be honest with ourselves. We're not seeking righteousness for the sake of righteousness. That's the point I'm making. And that's why we get easily motivated by promises, things that God did not promise. They are promised to us and we are motivated. That's actually that's why I said, I said everything I said. And I'm teaching us again today, please. Let's remember. People say it's New Year, it's in New year make a resolution. What is the resolution are you are making? I'll tell you. I'll give you some suggestions. Of course, you can't resolve anything. You have to pray by everything. Are you getting my point? Uh-huh. Yeah. But at least let your focus be lodged. This year, I am, now listen to me. I am not looking for promotion. I am not looking for money. Are you getting my point? Listen, I am not looking for a husband. I am not looking for a wife. I am not looking for children. I am not, what, what else do we look for? I am not looking for long life. I have said it to us again and again. Solomon did not ask for these things when God gave it to him. Let us stop behaving as if God is a computer. You press the right keys, he gives the right results. He's not like that. God is more like a father. That's what he is. He can reason. There are things he gives, there are things the father would give to the children they never asked for. Do you get my point? They didn't ask for those things because they did not even know to need them. The father just comes and says, look, this is good for you. And he puts it in the child's life. And the child is wondering, I mean, think about it. You know, children, they they very funny. Sometimes my children will dress up, they're about to leave the house. And I'll say, where are you going? Church. Looking like this. Someone like Victory will say, what's wrong with it? (laughs) That shirt is not ironed. That trouser is not ironed. Oh, boy, it looks okay now. Come on, remove the clothes there. Then you have them removed from him, ironed for him, then you wear them back on him. Do you know he wasn't thinking about it? That's children for you. Oh, that might seem victory. He has this pair of sandals that his mother hates. (laughs) But which he loves. (laughs) Listen, the only place he won't wear it to is bed. Tell him we are going to school. If he's allowed, he'll wear it. I'm telling you, we are going for a friend's party. He finishes dressing. He pulls the pair of sandals out, and his mother will look like a victory. Can't you get something else to wear? He will have a decent pair of shoes there. He will pick this pair of sandals. Why he loves it, that's not the topic for discussion. But are you getting my point? You virtually have to be the one to tell him you can't dress like this. Now, what gives us the impression that God doesn't behave like that? Jesus told us that our father does that. He said, if you, being evil, know how to give good things to your children, how much more your heavenly father who is in heaven? Believe me, I don't want to bore you with testimonies. I can start thinking about things that God has done for me. I did not even you no, know, there are things that, you know, they say, like, if you can receive, you can conceive it, it will have, believe me, the thing that God has prepared for you, right now, you can't conceive it. You know, the, you know the, you know the story I tell you about my car, the one I drive to today, you, you, know, you remember the testimony, when I bought the car, of course, <laughs> when the car arrived, the guy went to help me pick it up from Port Arcot. I told him, when you pick the car up, please, you can remove the wrap, he said no. So he drove the car with all the wraps, you know, straight from the factory. Drove it to the house. So the children and I and and their mother, we had what they call the rubber tearing ceremony. No, they call tear rubber. Yeah. Yeah. So we sat down. We filmed us as we're ripping the nylon wrapping that the factory put on the car, stripping the thing off until now. I've not finished. Some of them are still hiding under the seats. Years later. Now, why am I talking about it? It never crossed my mind. I did not dream about buying that car brand new. You say, okay, how did you get about it? You know how God arranged it? I didn't have money. Yes, the man, I wanted to buy a used Camry. And the guy wanted to give it to me, said I needed to give him two million era cash. And I didn't have. So one brother, one day, I was driving my old car, that car was just doing, you know what they call break and quench? It was breaking and quenching. And it was behind me. So he came and said, oh, God, we can help you buy a new car. I said, "Are you serious? That I just needed the car." He said, "Well, you you will pay forty percent. Make it, let me make it long story short. Let me just make it long story short. Finally, the car I wanted, the and um, the the, year, the model before that one, we had agreed on it. The guys, the Dana Motors in Lagos, said they has finished. They have again, so I needed to take the latest model. And I said it didn't, I, that I should forget it." So he called me back and said, okay, I'll give you. He said, you'll be the only person I'm doing it for in Nigeria. I'll give you this price. He said, the old model price, i give you for this particular model. Wow. He said, even our dealers don't get it. I'm serious. So I said, okay, fine. So I downpaid the 40%. And the guy just gave me a call. Pick your car from Port Harcourt. I called him and said, I beg, can you help me? He said, no problem. He said, I photocopied my IDs and uh, driver's license, everything. Called the guy say said, somebody will be coming. He has photocopies with my signature. I signed the papers for the guy. That's it. Did, did I pray about it? God, I, I'm not lying to you. I didn't pray about it. I didn't ask God, please, so I want a brown acre. I know the interesting part. It sounds funny, but I remember in Enugu, there were only two of it in Enugu. Mine was the second one. There was one before that time. It was a white one. We used to park around here. Maybe there was another I didn't see. But driving around town, those were the only two I saw. Anybody but was a third person. It was not even in this airport place. It wasn't there yet. So the same way I iron clothes for my children when they're not thinking about it. God ironed the car for me. I was willing to wear a rumpled and God said, don't worry. Let me straighten this one. No, leave it, leave it. <laughs> and it did a very funny manner. I didn't have the money. That was why. So the money I had was just enough to down pay for a brand new car the care optima so when i delivered it i won't boy with the rest of the stories but i paid off the balance with i only paid interest for a few months now the interest was 15% per annum yet i only paid interest for about 5 months so let let nobody lie to you that god doesn't make arrangements that you did not think about thinks everything you have to think of for god no that thing is not true no, that thing is not true. I, I, look, that's just one testimony. I can continue. I can continue. We, we, we need to buy cameras. We have new cameras. Praise the Lord! You will soon see them. Friend of mine called me. Say, hey, Banky, I have. Is it two thousand or three thousand dollars for Kingdom Word? I said, Hold it. Pay for our cameras. He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All other things shall be added. This year, you will not join all all night prayer for breakthrough. Anytime you start it, God is angry. Every time the Lord sees some people, say, Lord, you know I have come again. What would deploy an angel on your matter? You know, God, sometimes delegates jobs. Say, Moses, I'm not following you (laughs) people. Moses had to get, I know, Lord, if you will not go with us, we won't leave this place. Because sometimes God doesn't go with some people. So let me send an angel, but let me warn you: that angel don't cross him anyhow. No, some people when they want to start praying. God will tell you an angel collect the praise for me, eh? purify it, and let me have the one that's remaining, the pure praise inside. So by the time they finish the praise worship, the Lord will say, "Where's the praise?" He'll say, oh God, nothing there. He said, "Lord, nothing inside." He'll say, "What do you mean?" They sang for five hours. One angel will say, "Say yeah." By the time we finish. It was all bribery, no true praise. Because he told them that, hey, just worship the Lord. As you are worshiping him, he will be supplying your needs. said, Lord, how much is that money? It's 100,000. Lord, we worship you. They are calling 400,000. They are not worshiping. But then the angel finished sieving and rearranging the praise. When it was time to deliver it to God. If it was an offering, you're here. at the bottom of the offering basket. When the fellow thought he came with big offering. you know? Plenty of money. God looked at it He said, there's no offering here. He said, Lord, but I gave a million. You did not give a million. You invested a million. And you know, sometimes we Christians are very funny. We have now told ourselves that your giving is an investment thereby making a bad thing the normal side of us. Our glory is now our shame. And the things we should be ashamed of we now brag on it. I invested one million in the kingdom. And when we say it, we mean that it will produce for me a hundred. We do know that when it gets to heaven, nothing is arriving there. Everything is empty. Why? We are disobeying one scripture, one clear instruction of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what you do first matters. You know I keep saying it. What to do what? First. Please. School of prayer. I'm emphasizing to us what our prayers should be about again. It should be about the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I wanted to read something, but let me just leave it. Jesus said, if I by the kingdom or by the finger of God cast out demons, he said, that means the kingdom of God has come in the midst of you. The Lord is established in the heavens. His kingdom rules over all. I want you to understand something. Anywhere the kingdom of God is, authority enters into the place. So when we're talking about the kingdom, it is first and foremost about our lives. That is, that kingdom being established. Please go and listen to our series, The Habitation of God. I think we preached about three years ago here. Please go and get it and listen to it. Listen, that's what prayer is for. Every morning, because my children and I were reading that Matthew chapter 5, we'll read it, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. When we finish, i have talked about it for like 15-20 minutes, we'll now kneel down to pray. What is the prayer point? Lord, put in me the hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's the primary prayer. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Lord, make me meek. It is not Lord, give me the earth. No. It is about what? Meekness. It is about meekness. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Lord, teach me what it means to be poor in spirit. That's what the prayer point. It is about being poor in spirit. Listen, that is the primary prayer point. If you wake up at night, please, oh. I have said before, we can make a request to God. Do you understand? Yes. But the request must be, used, that is the prayer must be used to remove the thing from the front of our hearts. It must be used to remove that thing from the front of our hearts. There was an issue in the house. It had to to do with my son's admission to university. Something came up about it. Ah, and I read the thing was, it was weighing me down. I told the young boy, go and pray. Then one night, I rose up and I prayed. And I discussed the matter with the Lord. After that, do you understand? The burden that it was on my mind is left. I, I became light. When I was thinking about it, I was no longer, you know, this, this pressure that would come upon my chest when I remember it before. It just left. So that if after that the Lord said, I'm not doing it now, I'll just know it has to be for the best. But when the Lord came and He did it, I said, Lord, we thank you. Are you getting my point? So when we are making, you no, know, Paul there are times things will be on your heart. You get my point? Say so you have to get it out of the way. Take it, cast your burdens upon the Lord. What does it mean to cast a burden upon the Lord? What is a burden? Something that weighs you down. Yes, sir. That's what it is. So give it to the Lord. As long as it's still weighing you down, it's still on your mind. Mm-hmm. You're getting my point? So the concept of praying about it is a Lord, it is not Lord, you must do it now. You must do it now. You see, that's a mistake we make as, as believers. We now start inventing expressions. Faith is now. You heard that thing before? Faith is now. Where do you get it from? He said the Bible says now faith is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, when I look back now, no wonder they didn't take us serious. A lot of serious people didn't take us faith people serious that time. It said, these people don't have sense. <laughs> we used to preach things like now faith is. What do we mean? He said the Bible says now faith is. Now I can say things like that, but these days I'm making it clear that that's not what it says. So I'm just applying it. I just like the way it rhymes. The example now shows that the word now is not in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And of course, the, he, King James would have put it there. They put it there, alright? It's like a flow. You know, we've been talking about something. Okay, say so now, let's do the next subject. So now, so the now is not there. It is faith is. Someone asked that it means faith is present tense. I say a goat also is. (laughs) If I ask my students, I mean I I, I, I was marking script this afternoon, still in my boot, about to finish it. I ask them, they have to first tell me what the thing is. If I say, let's just an example, what is hypertension? They will tell me hypertension is. It doesn't make hypertension present tense, you must have it now. (laughs) You know, we just carry some of those doctrines to extremes. No. No. They saw the Bible called the peace of God that passes all understanding. That is one thing that when we cast our burdens upon the Lord, that's one thing that comes upon our hearts. Many times we're asking for something, the Lord said, Listen, you don't need it now. Many people win you know you know this uh, American super lotto that they talk about. One young boy just won four hundred and something million dollars now. Some people say, Oh, he's lucky, right? Records show he's not lucky. Yeah, the records show that he's in danger of not living long. Nobody's going to kidnap him. Nobody's going to hold him up for ransom. It's just that the experience has shown that most of those people, over the next 5, 10 years, they hang themselves. Money has a spirit that, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> people say, oh, this boy is lucky. So he say, if only I was in his shoes. <laughs> God say, if I put you in his shoes, you'll be dead in seven years. You know, the whistleblower of Ikoi. You know, people, you know, we like to criticize, and I'm going to say something briefly before we go on, all right, go on, on, on this matter. We like to criticize everything. I'm a very patient person, and I'll talk about it on Saturday. I'm very patient with the government. I'm very patient with the economy. I'm very patient with things around me. You know my reason? is because they need faith in the environment, so that's one thing I can give them, faith. So people want to hang President Buhari now because of killing in a Benue state, I don't want to hang him. I feel sorry for him. Why? Because if he was you, people want to kill you too, whether you know about it or not. Why? Because unfortunately, you're also a full-animal. So as far as they are concerned, even if you are not in agreement with what is happening, so I feel sorry for him, I pray for him. That's my own attitude. Are you getting my point? Yeah, that's a matter of fact. When the whistleblower thing came up, they want to steal the man's money. I said, nobody wants to steal his money. Why can't people just relax? You know what he said, like Sagi said, an average person thought it was ridiculous. I said, you don't know life. They said, this man is about to be paid 400 and something million naira. A man that was, they said a gate man. Be? What was this? I, I don't know. Is it a gate man? A, anyway, low... Ending person. What was it? Who knows if he's not a gay man? What was it? You you, you know? Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to give us more information. But, (laughs) no, but the gist is that the man is one low ending fellow. And Sage said they are refusing to pay him yet because he needs to be counseled.
1: (laughs) Some Nigerians say, no, it's a
0: lie here. I said, me? I don't believe it's a lie. That guy will go mad. Listen, listen. In 10 years, he will probably be poorer than he is today. People don't realize these things. Maybe all he's owing now is 2005. When you're giving 450 million naira, when he wants to owe, you will see the bank will lock that is, everybody you have time, why? They'll tell the man is owing 700 million. And even he won't understand how come he's owing 700 million. You know, because when you have, if you never had a hundred million, you would think a hundred million can buy the governorship of a state. You know that, yes. sometimes you give somebody a lot of money like that. You know what happens? There, he can't think again. He starts thinking he can do everything. I had a one Nigerian. He won a big amount of money in the U.S. To him, it was big, maybe like a million dollars or two. So now, he was coming back home to run for governor in his state. Oh, foolish Galician! A few months later, they had killed him. Yeah, he was dead. If he didn't get that million dollars, he would have been alive driving his taxi <laughs> in America. <laughs> now, no, what I'm told is a matter of fact. It really happened. At least I heard the story that time. So, so, that kind of, so he said, Sage he said, look, we want to counsel this man. They'll give him this money, but he went and a lawyer. Nigerians went and said, okay, take your money go. He has taken the money now. He has gone. The Lord help him. (laughs) That's all I can say. What am I trying to say? God knows when to give you what you need. That's what I'm making all of these things. A lot of people won the American Mega Lottery. They got scores of millions of dollars. Five years later, they were dead. When you hear the amount of money people like Mike Tyson got, boxing. You look at him today, you'll be wondering, is it possible? I read there, one of these authors wrote about it. One day he went to go and wash his car, and he was surprised that a bas- one of these big basketballers was the one washing his car. It wasn't humility, it was poverty. Imagine you go to a car wash, Michael a is washing your car. Now you start to look and say, oh, guy, you exercising. <laughs> I can see the owner of the shop, say, Mikel, you finish that one, move with the other one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael says, okay, boss. Are you getting my voice? <laughs> you know, you are going to, you, 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 you want to wake yourself up. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not awake. I must be dreaming. This is a dream. What happened? It happened to somebody. What am I saying? We cannot look for any other thing apart from the Lord. We cannot seek any other thing apart from this kingdom and his righteousness. And I'm saying on God's behalf to you again today, all other things shall be added to you. Amen. Things you did not know you needed, they will be added. Amen. Huh. It's strong in my heart. There are some people here, men, young men. When they say, are you getting married? They say, no. They have five years projection. <laughs> well, they don't calculate five years. So they are checked. This is 2018. So 2023, that's their development plan. <laughs> but guess what? By the end of next year, they will be married. Amen. Ah, somebody's <laughs> claiming it. Cool. This man of God is a prophet. I, I wasn't talking about you, but he claimed it for you. <laughs> no, Steve doesn't have a five year development plan. No, his plan is, is it five years. Okay, uh-huh. it's a man of God. Men of God don't do like that. They they they, they know what is good. <laughs> the Lord is good. Now I'm serious. There are people that you put some things, you know, away for the na- next five, six, seven years. Next year, the Lord will drop it on your laps. Your friends will now be laughing at you. you say, Hey, but you you misled us. You say me too. I was, you know, God Jeremiah'd me to this place. What did for God to Jeremiah somebody? Oh, Jeremiah said, "The Lord has deceived me, I have been deceived." <laughs> Jeremiah didn't plan for what came into his life. He said, why did I answer God that day he was calling? Why did I answer him when he was calling? That's what he said. And he said, man, your friend will say, ah, ah. Hey, Andrew, you told us that there's no way on earth. You won't think about marrying until 2023. You know, even me, I didn't think there was a way on earth. Up this way was in heaven. I'm sorry. <laughs> because some people will have followed you, using you as an example of a bad thing. So yes, we'll follow Andrew. We ain't thinking of a wife for 2023. And just just be looking at you, see? Give that boy a sliding tackle. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because your father cares about you. That's what I'm talking about. He what? He cares. cares about you. He plans for you. Your plans are your own ideas. He actually has plans for you. He has plans for you. So get ready for this appointment in some interesting areas. Yeah, because there are plans you've made for the last four years. This year, you're supposed to finally execute the plan and disappear from one place or the other. Last minute, somebody will steal your ticket money. Don't feel bad. What did I say? Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. That journey was going to cap your destiny. So God is saying, don't go there. Don't go there. That's what he's saying. don't. Many times God wants to lead us. It's not nice, oh. So. He has to, because we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear. We're not paying attention. So he forces us. You will save money with somebody. Look, this money I have meant it. I'm going to use it for do this. The guy will become a thief for your sake. There are people that have banks will collapse on their head. Just because God wants to come, will remove their money, he will collapse your whole bank. God does it to his children. He does it. He does it. What I'm saying to you is, don't feel bad. What did I say? Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. So as, it, as we are seeing sudden appointments, we also see sudden disappointments. But in all of them, God is working out his will in our lives. Amen. In all of them, your father is removing your shirt because he wants to iron them. Amen. Are you getting my point? Yes. Yeah, he wants to iron that shirt. You know, like I told you, I tell you remove that shirt. Have it ironed. You know when he's done, he look at it and say, ah, it does not look better, he will have to agree with you. In the same manner, when God is done with ironing some things for you, believe me, you will look better. And you will know that indeed he has a better plan than the one you could ever plan for yourself. Amen. Remember, this is the word of the Lord for 2018. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be added to you. Let's ask our feet to give you Lord thanks. Let's say, Lord, thank you. Let's say, thank you. Let's say thank you. Let's say thank you. Let's give the Lord thanks. Say, Lord, we thank you. Then quickly, just for a minute, just dedicate yourself. Say, Lord, this year, I propose to seek your kingdom and your righteousness. This year, Lord, I propose to seek your kingdom and your righteousness. I know you will add everything I need. Not necessarily what I want. There are things I don't even realize I need. You will bring them. Not just my desires. It's everything that I need. You will add those things. But for me, it's to seek the kingdom and his righteousness, Lord, I focus on that. I focus on that. Show me your kingdom. Show me your kingdom. Show me your righteousness. It's an important prayer. Say, Lord, show me your kingdom, show me your righteousness. Help me to see your kingdom. Help me to know your righteousness. Lord, I commit myself to that pursuit to know your kingdom. And to know your righteousness. Just take a minute and pray to the Lord. This year, that's my primary goal. Success is not my primary goal. Money is not my primary goal. It's to know your kingdom and to know your righteousness. Let us give the Lord thanks. Father, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom. Lord, once again, we pray for Nigeria. We pray for Benue State. We pray for every part of this country. Lord, we ask that you will show mercy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Grant us your peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, let your indignation come to an end in Jesus' name. Amen. Let the gospel penetrate every dark region in this nation in the name of Jesus. Every corner of Benue state, open it, Lord, to the gospel in the name of Jesus. These are spiritual battles, people of God. These are not battles of headsmen. You know, when Christians are commenting, I just feel bad. I told my brethren, please, this us and them thing, stop it. Last time I was in Sokoto, they introduced me to the, I think, the secretary or the youth coordinator or something for PFN. Once you see him, peerful and you see from the cause in his head to the shape of his nose, to the conversion of his skin, everything. And I saw them, ah, so now when I see prayer points that Christians raise, my f- good friend cannot join you to pray. Is that right? He's a full animal. And he's a PFN office, uh, official in Sokoto. Last time I went there to preach, they were the people that re- received me. So please, let's when we are praying about things, let's be careful. Of course, nobody's just find the clean of anybody, but I read the... The statement of uh, the Emir of Kano. He wasn't, in fact, condemned it totally. But he said something. He said, Look, this is what I'm saying. They should stop making it look as one sided. That he personally handed the pictures of 800 Fulani men murdered in Taraba State to the president. That the president has done nothing. Did he hear that one before? Oh. Many of us are hearing that that part of it for the first time. So, I'm not trying to take, can I take sides? God forbid. <laughs> I want us to know that our problem is not this person or that person. We have one adversary, the, the devil. devil. That's the person we are fighting. That's the person we need to repel his wiles. Amen. So, I tell Christians, when you are praying, know how to pray. We rebuke the full and heels I don't rebuke any and he has nothing. I rebuke the spirit of murder, the spirit of destruction the one that wastes at noon day, the judgment of the anger of the Lord upon the land We ask for mercy. That's our Christians pray. Oh? That's how Christians pray. Because the people you have, they, they think they have a In fact, when I read uh, 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 like Sanusi's account, he was irritated by those who said that the flag wants to take over the country. They said nonsense talk. There's you know, the way a man talks, like tough talking rubbish there. Say, said, come, let me show you pictures. 800 murdered in a few weeks. That means I know the names of people who are killing and men in Taraba State. They have been rewarded with juicy government appointments. So he is accusing the government of complicity. So where do we go? Thank God we are. Let, my only is, let's be Christians. That's what I'm saying. One want to pray, let's pray like who? Christians. Let's pray like believers. Let's not take sides, because I want to be able to join hands with and pray on the same matter. If I can't, God is not going to do anything. I'll be watching all of us talking like morons in the pages of the newspaper, and Christians joining to talk, forwarding every nonsense up and down. There are things that you end with you. You see pictures of people slaughtered. God forbid that you be the one to forward it. You are spreading alarm. You never raise any prayer upon anything serious. Then you see pictures of people dead. You start forwarding. There are things that shouldn't leave your phone to another phone. are you doing 40 videos of people who are being killed? What are you doing? You are a bearer of good news? Is that good news? Blessed are the feet of those who bear good tidings. Do I need to tell you how cursed the feet of those who spread bad news are? But anyway, I wanted to read something to you. Let me read it, then we'll close. I said this in November. He said, many, many saints in heaven who are found in biblical days have been told by the Almighty God certain things about Nigeria. He said, I see a council gathered in heaven. Amongst the people gathered include Moses, Elijah, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Joel, Malachi, Ezekiel, Paul, Peter, John, and many others. They are ardently, I can see that, they are ardently listening to what the Lord Jesus is speaking to them. The commander-in-chief is speaking to them about the nation Nigeria. Jesus talks about us and is revealing to them about his end time plans about Nigeria. While he is speaking, some of the ancient saints are also expressing their sorrows to the Lord. Their sorrows to the Lord by saying, But Lord, there's so much corruption in the churches, not in the government. There is so much of darkness that is practiced in their churches. Their ministers' hands are full of corruption. One hand is dark. And one is white. Meaning that they are mixing the godly with the ungodly. And all in the hopes of building up a name for themselves. And building up their own fame. Now a man is watching the vision. So the Lord Jesus listens patiently. And then with a smile on his face says. Yes. I know all this. But yet I am going to raise up an army to myself there. I have reserved unto me an army. Undefiled. Undefiled. Dressed in white, waiting to hear my voice speaking to them, he says, "So go." So the Lord is giving to each one of them a special scroll with a special assignment to go and help the church in Nigeria to rise up to its full potential. He said, "This morning the Saint Moses visited me to give me the message I shared with you this morning to preach, just as I preached it to you." So each one of them has been assigned that all those old saints. I see many lines that have been drawn on the nation of Nigeria. And all these lines appear like golden lines. They are drawn all over this nation. Those lines are the light of the glory that is going to spread all over this nation. And the paths that the ministers of God, the children, the youth, are going to take to go all over this nation. Now listen to this last line. Darkness will eventually be found no more in this nation. Amen. Let's give the Lord thanks. thanks. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. It's a good country. Lord, we thank you. Darkness will no longer be found in her. Poison is taking place, but darkness will no longer be found in her. Lord, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. All right, the Lord is good. Let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication, dominion and shining in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. This is my season of multiplication, dominion and shining. In the name of Jesus. bless somebody beside you. This is your seasonal multiplication, dominion and shining in the name of one more person. This is your seasonal multiplication, dominion and shining in the name of Jesus. All right, cheer brethren, God bless you.